The interviews and discussions on this podcast are opinions only and not financial or investment advice. Listeners should obtain independent advice based on their own circumstances before making any financial decisions. Hello and welcome to this edition of Stockheads Rock Yarn. I'm your host, Peter Strachan. Amiga Oil and Gas is a new entrant in the race to find more methane gas for the East Coast energy market. Today, we welcome the company's executive director, Lauren Bennett. Now, Amiga has interests in Queensland's Surat Basin, where it is chasing elephant-sized gas targets in the deeper Permian sediments below and to the west of the better-known coal seam methane producers. The company comes with a young team with a lot of technical experience in the area, but one of its senior directors studied geology with me at University of Melbourne. Welcome, Lauren. Is the listing on track for October? And can you give the listener some insight into Amiga's rationale for seeking big, tight gas in the Surat? Thanks, Peter. And yeah, thank you. We're very pleased to be on the show and speaking to you about Omega's plans and the company. The listing is on track, so I'm very happy to report that we're working through the listing process at the moment. We've made great progress in terms of uh, raising the capital and doing that side of things. The ASX at this stage have indicated that we will be listed by the 28th of October, which is a couple of weeks out from our original target date of the 11th of October. But, you know, the, the process is what it is and, you know, we're, we're working through that with them. So the other thing, Lauren, is the, the rationale for seeking big, tight gas in the Surat. We're very excited about the acreage that we have in the Surat Basin. We're one of very few companies, although we are in, in good company, um, considering who's got acreage in the area, who our neighbours are. We've got prime acreage, what I consider to be prime acreage in the Tarum Trough, going after the basin-centred deep gas play there. And so, uh, Lauren, what's the technical evidence for uh, gas in this part of the basin below the the younger sediments? It's an excellent question. First and foremost, we know that there is a petroleum system there. So there is uh, historical analog work that was done by British Gas, you know, some 10 years ago. And uh, in fact, our chief operating officer, who's also our, our resident in-house technical expert, Reggie Estabillo, was part of that uh, exploration team. So he was the the chief reservoir engineer as part of that exploration team at the time that British Gas were exploring the area and were uh, completing their basin centered gas exploration program. So we know from the results from BG, which is now open source data, um, and our own investigations that the gas prospectivity is high in the region. We know that there is a, a basin centered accumulation there, though the seismic is sparse in the area and in truth the seismic of our own um, ATPs is sparse. We have enough analogue data and we have enough confidence in the data set that we do have that uh, we'll be able to intersect gas charge formation. Mm. So it's like apart from the previous work carried out by BG, which you mentioned, how will Amiga guide its target selection and will it have access to uh, additional uh, seismic data? Yes, we will have uh, access to additional seismic data. In fact, we have used the, the existing seismic lines that cross through the two ATPs that we have, ATP 2037 and 2038. The targets that we have picked, so we've got about half a dozen 
uh, drilling locations that we've high graded for this upcoming uh, drilling campaign that we're, we've scheduled in and further appraisal wells um, as we move through. We've picked those on the basis that they are on existing seismic and can be um, drawn back to existing analogue data, either from the wells that BG drilled or um, existing wells in the region, such as the Cabellan field. So Lauren, is this technically a basin-centred gas project so that uh, in some ways uh, independent of structure? Yeah, we believe it is. We believe it is. So, um, you know, you might know, Peter, from your own technical studies and your familiarity with the industry that basin center plays are different from, you know, your conventional um, stratigraphic plays in that uh, they're not limited to uh, stratigraphic structure, so to speak. Um, they're normally characterized by an abnormal pressure profile. What you're really looking for is, uh, with your exploration program to bring it through to that, you know, commercial feasibility stage areas uh, or sweet spots more more so than, um, you know, just simply finding gas. You're really looking for those um, accumulations where you've got the better quality reservoir, you've got marginally, if not better, uh, porosity and permeability um, than other areas. So, yes, we believe that it is technically a basin-centred play, which is – what's what's got us excited and I think what sets us apart. Yeah, so you're looking for some sort of monocline or something that's going to give you that better perm. So how deep and how thick are the target sediments in that part of the basin? We're targeting the Kianga formation from the work that we've done and the, you know, taking the, the analogue well data from BG's own exploration program. We believe the Kianga formation is highly prospective. Uh, In terms of depth, we're looking at drilling down to about 37 to 3,800 metres. Our primary targets are looking at um, somewhere between 160 to 180 metres. So so initially the two planned wells will be drilled back, will they be drilled back to back and then stimulated in sequence or, you know, how's how's the stimulation program envisaged? Uh, over these stages, yeah. Yeah, so we will we will certainly uh, drill them back to back. So we've got a campaign of um, at least two wells uh, scheduled in for early next year. From there, we'll uh, put the wells on test and we'd really like some time to be able to analyse the data. You really understand uh, the quality of the reservoir before we design a frac program. That's part of the learnings that uh, we're taking from BG's initial program is not to just go in and just do a, a run a, a massive frack so to mm. speak we want to we want to be able to have some time to prosecute the data and um, understand be able to design sorry a, a frack program that best suits the the sediments and yeah so now uh, what's your timing for getting on the ground and, and starting the activity there with the the, the first well to be drilled? Well, there are a couple of things. So we're, we're looking to, we, you know, it's unfortunately, we all know that this summer is likely going to be wet, mm. you know, a, a, another wet summer, unfortunately. So we're, we're just looking to schedule it in. So we're not having to stop start on account of the weather. At this stage, we're, we're targeting a spud date sometime in February. So between February and March, um, but that will be highly dependent on just being able to get that good break in in weather, particularly in, in you know the area where we're in 
it is flood prone. Um, so the, the last thing we'd want to do is mobilize and get stuck on standby because of a weather event. Yeah, it can be a, a costly exercise as well, getting it can be. stuck in the middle of the desert. Yes. <laughs> so uh, the budget, Lauren, what's the, the company budgeting for each of these test wells in your PELs? And will the stimulation program need to be modified to take advantage of your proposed slim hole exploration drilling program? So the budget, uh, we've, we've got that information in our prospectus. We're, we're budgeting somewhere between um, $5.3 to $5.4 million per well, as was detailed in the prospectus. The well costs are relatively low given the depth of the wells, and that's purely because of the slim hole design that you've already mentioned. And that's part of the innovation that we believe that you know, we can bring, not just as a new company, but given the experience of the technical team that I've built, that's part of the, yeah, the, the innovation that we're bringing to the region. And we're quite excited about that, being able to take what would be a, a faster and hence uh, cheaper well design and replicate that, not just through the exploration phase, but on success, take that right through to appraisal and then through to production isn't something that's commonly done. So, you know, we'd be we'd be setting up a template, I, I guess, that uh, could be rolled out for, for future projects. The size of the wells, it isn't a determining factor for the type of frack program that we would run. The You know, we, we would still have the ability to design a technically appropriate fracture simulation program, despite the fact that we, we have gone down a slim hole well design. Um, so we don't have any limitations there. Technically, Lauren, assuming that we're at the middle of uh, 2023 and you've you've drilled wells and you've actually uh, conducted some stimulation on them with some success, what would be the next way forward? Would you come back and drill horizontal wells there to see, you know, what what sort of production you can achieve or how, how would you go forward? Would you shoot some seismic or what? We would certainly be guided by the results, Peter, but it is our intention to, yes, um, shoot some seismic and definitely come back and drill appraisal wells. And based on uh, that seismic and where you think the sweet spots uh, would be, would, would those wells need to be vertical or would they be uh, deviated or, or horizontal, in fact? We just don't know that at this stage. We, we have been talking about the possibility of drilling deviated wells, but we just need to be guided by the results. Yeah, sure. It's a bit, a bit too early. So post your IPO, uh, we're in November and December. How what, what sort of cash will Amiga hold at that point? So we're looking to have on listing um, somewhere between 16 and 17 million. So that'll get you through the first two wells? The first two wells, yeah. So the other asset, uh, Lauren, that the company has uh, to the northeast of your PLs is Amiga's PL17, containing your namesake field, the Bennett oil field. <laughs> <laughs> nice to have an oil field named after you, Lauren. What's the plans for this oil and does the PL have potential for more coal seam gas associated with the uh, structures? Well, we're in the process of reinstating production on PL17 at the moment, so I hope to have some, some good news to share in the coming weeks on that. We know that the two producers, Bennett 1 and Bennett 4, are still uh, producers. They were shut in in 2019 due to low oil prices. So the work that we're doing out there at the moment is really just to clean up 
the field and um, be able to bring them online and keep them online in the most efficient sort of way. In terms of CSG, there is an indicated CSG uh, resource in uh, PL, uh, PL17 overlying the crude formation. Um, so that's quite exciting. It's not the core focus of the business. So we're, we're entertaining our farming interest in that respect. And if we were able to bring in a farming partner, then that would be the most ideal scenario for the company. What, does, uh, what was the Bennett field producing when it was uh, closed in? Production was modest. It was somewhere between uh, 10 and 20 barrels a day. And in truth, when when we do bring it back online, we're not expecting too much more than that. So somewhere between 20 and 50 barrels per day. But still at $140 a barrel Australian now, that's uh, that would be nice. Certainly, certainly. So even though production's modest for a company like Omega, you know, we're small, we're, we're nimble and we're quite agile, that sort of production is meaningful to us. So that's a pretty exciting uh, way ahead. You've got the, um, the big target for gas. And of course, we all know the price of gas on the east coast of Australia is on spot is uh, very high. Yes, that's right. And as I said, with the oil price at sort of 90, in the low 90s US, that's about 140 Aussies a barrel. And as you say, uh, 20 or 30 barrels a day it is a nice little uh, cash flow to uh, to pay for your overheads for the uh, for the company while it you know goes for the big elephant in the uh, in the Permians. Yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, it's a good position to be in. Okay, well, Lauren, thanks for coming in today to talk to us. Um, we'll uh, watch with great interest as the company hits the board and as you bring forward uh, more news on your PL17 and what's going to happen there to get the cash starting to flow through the door and to get some money spent on those nearby CSG fields. And as your planning moves ahead for bringing in a rig uh, early next year to uh, to test for the deeper uh, Permian. So thanks for coming into Stockhead today and uh, we'll look forward to watching the company as it progresses through 2023. Thanks, Peter. Thanks for your time.